0: Hello and welcome to the Friends Talk Film Spoiler Review. Um, Today, myself and my friend Richard are going to be reviewing Star Trek Beyond, which you just come back from seeing today. So we're going to give you our thoughts and opinions on the film. Um, Bear in mind, the title is Spoiler Review, so we're going to go into full plot details of the movie. So Richard, first of all, overall opinions of the film.
1: Definite, definite tribute to the Star Trek line. Mm -hmm. Um, Loved most of it. Um, if I had to do a graph of where the movie was, and do it reverse so that it's kind of like, uh, 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 and then it ends. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's a pretty accurate graph, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've kind of got the same feeling. You can tell I worked in finance.
1: Um, so the movie for me has a has a very troubling start. It has yeah. a very troubling start, and I will elaborate in details later. Where you are a little bit conflicted on where this is going um, I the start of the film is very reminiscent of the start of Wrath of Khan
0: right, where okay. Kirk
1: is very somber and mm-hmm. kind of like down and he's kind of a little lost about what he's doing although ironically in Wrath of Khan he is an admiral and he wants to go back to find a ship Ah, right. this okay. he's still a captain and he's made an application although he's not told any of his crew this he's made an application to become a vice admiral
0: that's right and, yeah. so it's kind of a reversal uh, yeah right. so reversing okay. he's
1: kind of disillusioned with being a captain yeah. because it's kind of mundane and routine
0: okay um, well we'll go we'll go to get yeah. into the specifics now so the film is directed by Justin Lin who um, is most known for his um, directorials of uh, The Fast and Furious from 3 to 6 and the second season of uh, True Detective um, it's produced by J.J. Abrams, um, who's obviously just come off the success of Star Wars. and He uh, rebooted the franchise by directing the first Star Trek. Um, it's got the usual stars coming back. So, um, Chris Pine as um, James T. Kirk. Um, Zachary Quinto as Spock. Carl Urban as Bones. Um, you've got Zoe Salander as Lieutenant Uhura. Simon Pegg back as Scotty. John Cho as uh, Zulu. And the late Anton uh, Yelchin as Chekhov. And then obviously we've got the new baddies and the new characters which will go in um, when we go through. So yeah, you spoke about the beginning of the film. So the beginning of the film kicks off with um, Kirk. He's in some kind of temple and he's on a diplomatic peace mission. So he's talking to these beasts up on a high platform. He's offering them a gift of peace. And it's uh, this old weapon that he says is not used anymore. But it's kind of a symbol of, of, of peaceful negotiations. They take great offense to this and these big monsters are like growling roaring, and booming voice in this temple. They jump down to attack Kirk and they're the size of cats. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's quite a visual it's, funny joke. It you does. Get, it tickles a little bit when you first see it. It does
1: seem that there's a trend with a lot of Star Trek movies that the opening segment has to be a bit of a gag yeah so in the first movie uh well in the first movie there's tragedy but then when you meet kirk as a kid you see the chase and the cars yeah, and, the car that and everything there's a lot yeah. of smiles on people's faces um in the second movie they are they steal an artifact and they're running and then yes. they jump into the water and that's then right yeah the ship is actually underwater yeah. which is a quite cool take for something uh, you, we didn't know that the Enterprise could do oh, that's right, and in yeah. this one they've done a very similar thing so there's yeah. a gag in the middle to just reel really you into it to the, to the, yeah, to the to comedy that, and the parody yeah, it, of yes, yeah, right, Star yeah. Trek yeah.
0: and so they uh, they beam um, Kirk back on board to the ship uh, he's got a couple of these creatures with him and some of the rest of the crew are trying to chase them down um, and then we go into sort of like a captain's log so we get the voiceover by Kirk um, kind of just telling us where the characters are in the movie so they're three years into a five year journey so it's log 966 um, of the Stargate log and Kirk, he's, like you said, he's a bit disillusioned. You just it's get this vibe. You get this vibe of the day, yeah, even, emotion.
1: Even from the scene, you get this vibe that he's not happy. He's not himself. Mm-hmm. He looks older. He looks wiser. Mm-hmm. It, becomes, it looks like they
0: tried to gray him a little bit. In it, yeah. Uh, or like to turn yeah. to the hair to make him look a little bit older.
1: Because essentially, I think what they're trying to say is he will look like William Shatner. Yeah, In, in a funny right. way. So, um, And of course, there's a reference to that later in the movie. Yeah. Um, and
0: you get the scene where he goes into his wardrobe and he's got like, 10 costumes the captain costume all the same so it's that repetitiveness and he's kind of questioning why are we even on this voyage you know he's kind of lost maybe the meaning Mm. behind it all um and uh then he it's like two days before kirk's birthday um he's in the bar in the ship um and uh bones comes in they have kind of a heart-to-heart he opens up the fact that he feels that he well he joined starfleet on a dare he's always been in his father's shadows and um, he doesn't really know who he is anymore. Again,
1: and this scene is just like in Khan. Mm-hmm. When he, uh, Bones in Khan, uh, pops by Kirk's uh, quarters Yeah, in um, in San Francisco. Because mm-hmm. at the time, the Enterprise is in space dock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's his birthday, just like right. in this movie. Yeah. He brings him some Romulan ale. Mm-hmm. And it's God damn it, Jim. Take back your command. So it's just yeah. a very interesting role reversal. So you can see Simon Pegg was... As he's always said, influenced by yeah. by the by the previous movies, so mm-hmm. it's interesting that this will be you know this is movie three in this timeline, but the resemblance to movie two at this stage mm-hmm. is 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 very very stark. So mm-hmm. it's quite clear that they they kind of wanted to do a role reversal of sorts, and everything is a little upside down given that the reinvention of the whole franchise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then the uh, the crew obviously have been on this mission a long time, so they're now docking at the new space station called Yorktown. Quite a strange name, um, but um, so at th- this point, we find out a little bit more of the characters where they're at. So, um, Spock comes off uh the ship and we find that him and Hura have split up. Um, we don't get any reason really for it at that point, it's just a kind of she offers to give him the pendulum back that he gave her, and he was like, No, you know, once a Vulcan gives a gift, they cannot receive it back. Um, it's, it's a very weird kind of scene. Um, and then we have um Sulu, he's greeted by his um daughter and husband um now obviously a lot of the stuff was made before this movie the fact that john cho came out and said that yeah the character is gay um in this new franchise simon pegg has said he did it as a nod to um the actor who played mm-hmm. him originally um forget his name
1: uh george takai george Takei, sorry <laughs>
0: yeah uh who came out i think it was in 2005 as gay and um like now george takai really didn't like the fact that the character was changed he said you know it didn't match the original and you know, he wasn't happy about it. Um, wh- is it really an issue in this film? I said in, in
1: a previous podcast, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Mm-hmm. It's very weak. It's uh, You wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. He sees his little girl, gives her a kiss, which is powerful enough. He gives her a kiss and a hug, which is powerful enough for you to ascertain. That's maybe
0: your daughter. daughter. Yeah.
1: But then the affection to what should be his husband wasn't there no i mean it could have been yeah it could have been been his brother brother, right could have been a really good friend (laughs) because the child between them and you know i was expecting
0: at least an on-screen kiss yeah we
1: may as well we may as well just say that look there is no real interaction between them for the rest of the movie yeah yeah that's right she's they they, they're on the york town and we'll get to the the danger for that later on but it's just i like i said don't do it for the sake of doing it have you know, a, a firm statement yeah. about equality, mm-hmm. um, and not just try, try and tick a box. Yeah. So again, George Chikai has come out and, and come out and come out as as right in that one mm-hmm. because for the you know
0: yeah.
1: for anyone that wanted to see some form of war broken down in that movie they're yeah. going to be a little bit it disappointed
0: no,
1: so if they they may as well have not said it at all before the film yeah. and if they'd had the scene it wouldn't have been a it wouldn't have been a factor yeah. Like, but because they came out yeah. and said it it, they, they, they it, didn't, did, yeah, it
0: didn't have it didn't have the impact it should have so um so then we have um we found out that kirk has applied for a position of um sort of like vice admiral i yeah. think it is um on the space station um and suggests that spock take his place as captain on the enterprise you know he said he's, you know, he's an outstanding officer and he would be an excellent captain um the person he's speaking to i guess she's an admiral uh says the council will discuss the appointment whilst the crew got on a distress mission. So. Basically, a ship arrives um, at the um, space station, the alien on board, and she says that her crew is in danger. They need rescuing. Just so happens to be in uncharted um, areas of space. Yeah. Um, So uh, they don't know what they're going into. Um, But obviously, the Enterprise is the best navigational ship in the fleet. It's the fastest. So they're going. Um, Then obviously, movie cliche, I guess. The rescue mission turns out to be an ambush. Yeah. Um, but we're led into—I think this is quite a spectacular battle and destruction scene. And um, the, basically, the Enterprise gets ripped to shreds.
1: <sighs> just, just take a moment. I don't. Anyone that knows me knows I hate the destruction of cars in films. <laughs> yeah. I mean the bat the Batmobile in Batman Returns was was devastating to me. The Batmobile in the second Batman by Christopher Nolan
0: Dark Knight Uh, uh, Reset
1: just uh, just stop destroying stuff I mean once you get over that I mean I was Star Trek Generations (laughs) when that movie came out they, they had to escort me out because there was a no (laughs) in the middle of the cinema because I grew up loving that ship Um, at the end of the day it is a spectacular scene Mm. I I can put that to one side now because essentially we we know that it's going to follow the chronology of the original films to some extent and we're going to get the Enterprise-E somehow so you know it's it's going to roll on so So, so the attack is
0: led by um, Kral who's played by Idris Elba Um, And he's after the weapon that was actually offered as a gift um, on the diplomatic mission at the beginning, which has been put back into the archive of the ship. Now, the attack is the the ships are called like bees because basically they, they are manned, but they use some kind of telepathy system mm. to get them all working so imagine if you will if you think of matrix uh reloaded revolutions mm. the amount of sentinels that used to come down yeah and bash you get that kind of um, all these little ships flying working together kind of thing um, like a nanobot so nanobot technology and stuff like you see in films yeah. like big hero six yeah. and all that kind of stuff it has that feel to it with the ships um, so then um Krull comes on board um uh, has a bit of a uh, sna- uh, face off with kirk mm-hmm. Um, they have a bit of sort of like an anti-gravity fight which is kind of cool as well um, but ultimately the ship keeps getting destroyed and he's like to his commander yeah cut cut the head off is it or slice the neck yeah and then they take the rest of the ship off um, so you just get kind of the disc at the top mm-hmm. um, Kirk then is going to try and dispatch the um, actual sort of like disc of the ship mm-hmm. the, saucer um, section. the saucer section um, he gets stopped but Aurora manages to, Aurora mm-hmm. manages to get there um, she punches the button she flies off with the sort of like uh part of the ship that's remaining with kroll who believes he's got the device opens the box but obviously kirk's hidden it somewhere else um so then the rest of the enterprise is all sort of like we can't maintain as we're being pulled into gravitational pull towards the earth uh, not the earth sorry the, the, the planet nearby yeah. so that oh, everyone has to abandon ship so all the pods can't flying out and but I, they all start getting captured yeah.
1: now a couple of important points for the serious trekkies um you have to open your mind to the fact that the Enterprise Mark 1 mm-hmm. um, or Mark 2.1, if, if, if you're me, um, <laughs> can do some stuff I didn't know it could do. Yeah. Um, separation of the saucer section yeah. um, is something that the Enterprise D could do as far as i know the i was d gonna d say i've it. seen that i've seen that in a yep. special movie before right? yeah um they've done it in a movie before yeah. they did it in generations that's right they did it two or three times maybe even four times in the tv series it was right. something okay. brilliant the d could do now i it correct me if i'm wrong tw- twitter me if you need to uh but the d was the first that one that can do that so right. you have okay. to buy into the fact that again there are certain things for me technology that are more advanced mm-hmm. so yep. the ship can separate from the the, yeah. the the main engineering yeah. section you can separate into a saucer section. Yeah. That That was an interesting point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had to you know, a Captain, you have to get down there and you have to uh separate us into the saucer section. Firstly, <laughs> there are a lot of men in red uniforms that could do that.
0: Yeah, right. Why I send mean, your
1: captain to the, do that? The, you know, <laughs> now the captain prepare yourself in this movie for the fact that the captain's gonna do a lot of stuff he doesn't have to do. There's there's a seat on the bridge that he he should be sitting in. (laughs) Um, And we we may as well step into one or two things because for me, this was probably the turning point of the movie. Okay. The movie was at that point moving along at a very unusual pace. Mm, So faults that I was finding were why on earth they sent the ship into this cloud they could have sent a shuttle. They could have sent a shuttle ahead to scout to to find out before sending a huge ship with a hundred plus people on Mm -hmm. it. To go and save these people, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't know yeah. this woman. No, they right? didn't know they this woman. Bit, oh, so like, on oh Fe- your
0: friends in danger? Yeah, cool. Your we'll friends in help.
1: danger? Let's go into this nebula we've never been before. Mm-hmm. But you take it on the chin because it's a Star Trek movie. Yeah, the or ship goes the there, wait
0: outside the clouds, and, and you see that through. you
1: see that this thing's coming towards them, uh, uh, and you're you know kind of we don't know what this is now. Mm-hmm. We're not you know we're not wimps, but maybe we should turn and run. Yeah. <laughs> The, the order to like jump to warp becomes a little too late, yeah. Um, but it is also an epic scene because they remove the nacelles, the actual nacelles, the two pointy bits, yeah. They come off, off yeah, so off, they like, off can't go off anywhere. The Enterprise, so they can't go anywhere, so they have to use uh the impulse engines. Mm-hmm. But then there's problems with dialogue. There have been there are moments of dialogue that were a little off, and one main point is this uh, Scotty has to do some reconfigurations, yeah, in engineering. Again, Scotty is seems to be the only engineer. Right. yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, he has his little friend. He has
1: his little friend but, who disappears. But that's who, who it. What, what, you know, surely, again, he
0: should have a team. You know, the <laughs>
1: ship is huge. They've done a <laughs> yeah. brilliant job of making that ship as big as Texas. You feel the it's, scale. You, of you it. feel the scale of yeah, it. They've absolutely. done that ever since the first reimagination of it when they, when they did it in 2009. So for me, okay scotty's on his own again come on he Mm -hmm. should be telling people to do something these people should be dedicated to saving the ship and it's scotty doing it again but then oh no it's not because kirk then has to go and separate the ship (laughs) oh the ship can do that okay i'll take that um but then they scotty does his reconfiguration Chekhov says something we have 100 uh impulse drive yeah okay and Sulu, who is, because Kirk has gone below.
0: He's in the chair. He's in the
1: chair. The chair says, okay, 100% on the, uh, 100% power, please. And it's like, what well, you just said you had 100%. So yeah. like, you don't need to say it again. And there are a few of these. So the film, for me, for some strange reason, is off to a very shaky start by mm-hmm. this point. And the thing that's keeping it its head above water is this epic scene where you have to watch a ship that you love just get destroyed. Yeah. So yeah. You know. Yeah. From a spectacle me, point of
0: view, yeah. it was great.
1: For me, so, let's yeah. call this Act One.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's right. That I'd agree. That's Act One. So now we're going into Act Two. So yeah. So what? So what's after this ship crash lands on the planet? And so basically, then we have these pairing off. Of people. So Kirk and Chekhov are together and um, they are with the alien who raised a distress signal uh, at the beginning. Turns out that she's saying that she's a captain of another ship and that Kroll has her um, crew. And that she had to make that in order to keep them alive and keep them safe. Um, Spock and Bones um, are off together. So um, they ejected together and managed to get away together. And then you've got Scotty who's out on his own. He managed to get out as well. So Scotty's out on his own. He's found by Jailer. So this is the new character you see in the trailer. Sort of like white hair face pain with the bow staff. Um, she's played by Sophia Boutella, um, who is from the Kingsman Secret Service. Can't believe that's the same girl. Yeah, but. so she's the girl with the <laughs> blades for legs, um, who's um, Samuel Jackson's character, sort of like right-hand woman. Um, and she protects him from the locals. Um, she recognises his badge. Um, he's like, I'm a staff of engineer. And she's like, I, you know, he goes, I can fix things. She's like, I know what an engineer can do. I need you to fix something. Um, I'll help you find your crew. Deal made. Um, Spock and Bones have some really nice scenes together. Um, so um, Spock is um, injured uh, from the crash. He has some shrapnel in him. And they have a little bit of banter about, again, Spock not understanding humour necessarily, where he's talking about horse shit. He's like, I don't understand how horse excrement would be a viable you know, topic of this conversation at this point. Um, Bones pulls it out, um, sort of like patches him up. But then we have this um, scene together where... Um, Bones seems to be the go-to guy to open up, right? Yeah. So um, Spock um, opens up to Bones the fact that he had been told back on uh, Yorktown that um, Admiral Spock,
1: Ambassador uh, Spock, sorry Ambassador yeah. Spock,
0: had been um, had had uh, died basically. Um, where we do get a, a really touching scene where he opens up this sort of like a notification pad. And you see the picture of Spock as he looked in the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives the dates of, you know, born and died kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know. And, it's you know, Spock gets emotional. And so Spock feels at this point that he needs to leave Starfleet. He needs to follow, um, you know, Spock Prime's kind of um, role where he's rebuilding the Vulcan community. The fact that their planet got destroyed and stuff mm. like that in the previous films. Um, so, he, you know, he opens up to bones about, you know, him thinking of leaving as well. Um, then, so we see a little bit more emotion from him at this point don't we uh,
1: yeah and I think at this point I should point out that the best person in all three movies has been Carl Urban yeah, he has done fantastic. the best Dr. Bones impression DeForest Kelly would be, would be truly honoured yeah. um, to see him do this he, he does uh, you know the lines are there um, I mean, he, I, I,
0: if if you want to play a drinking game, yeah. The amount of time he says, "Damn it," yeah, or "Damn know, it, Jim," "Damn it, Jim," "Damn it, Jim,", Damn
1: it, Jim I'm a doctor, not a pilot. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah, we it, have that line, but in the movie he, but he but also, also has brilliant, brilliant comic timing in this. Oh it. yeah, he's, really, he's really just good. genuinely he is the comic relief. Yeah, Preview,
0: like the last couple of films, you felt was more Scotty. Yeah, but I really didn't get that from him this time. I
1: didn't get that from him in that he was really engaged with the new character. Mm-hmm. They they obviously had a kind of a thing within that. Um, I think we said we said off camera earlier on that he he is in the film a lot, which is a little unusual when someone writes the movie. Yeah, he uh, because right? they they really did give him his own scenes yeah. with the new with with Jaya. Jaya, uh, Jaya. he had uh, we had bones mm-hmm. and Spock. We'd see the crew, and it was a bit strange because yeah. they they had one or two bits. Yeah, um, I felt given that. Um, we touched on this earlier on the prominence of uh, John Shue coming out and saying his character was gay. I thought mm. the character would feature in the movie more, especially yeah. since we'd just seen Family. Uh, yeah, that's right. But basically,
0: he's um, kidnapped with uh, Uhura. Yeah, and, and, the, crew and the crew the crew. And, and, and you don't really see much of them. What I was actually really surprised is um, we actually got to uh, see quite a bit of Chekhov mm. and Anton Yelchin, which was, which is great to see not just because of the tragedy that's happened with him passing after the movie um, was finished, but um he was it was he's a really good character yeah good and character good actor and a really good actor um, and he, i thought he was brilliant he with, plays um, it he Kurt. plays
1: he plays it brilliantly mm-hmm. they they you know uh, i think he would be um sorely missed on set yeah um in, in, when they do the next movie and i'd love to talk about my thoughts on some of the things i've read online yeah later no, on. absolutely
0: okay. um Right, sorry for the quick cut there, but uh, my doorbell rang and my neighbour brought me some uh, dinner. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so we got some amazing uh, Indian food for dinner, so win-win for me. Uh, right, okay, so coming back to it. So we cut away now to um, see more of uh, Aurora. She's got some screen time with um, Kral Idris Elba. Mm. So we just see a little bit more of him, He's menacing. Um, he He can speak sorry, English. Um, he's very much alien-figured um so alien head he's got sort of vampire teeth and you know he chews up the screen you know so he's 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 very you know we get he's evil right um and he now possesses the weapon um the, the doomsday weapon um because basically kirk had hidden it in the back of the head of <laughs> one of the oh, uh,
1: Sile. one of the ensign right, okay. um who is a species i'll have to figure out what she is uh, at some point there's um, very much
0: remissness all that But the
1: she, yeah, yeah, but she had um, an unusual setup where her head could open up like this into these tentacles, and it was hidden there, and that's yeah. where Kirk had hidden it in a scene very briefly when they're still on board on the, the Enterprise, ship, and it's going down, where he yeah. said, "I need you to do something for me." But yeah. we, the audience, don't at that time hear yeah. what it is, and I'd
0: actually forgotten that he'd asked her to do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it actually played out quite well, um, and um, so he demonstrates the power by actually killing the one who hid it. And basically, it seems like this kind of space dust that basically eats the flesh and disappears. Mm. I I would like to point out that
1: non-Trekkies are going to be very annoyed about how Kral got his hand back on it. So Mm -hmm. essentially, Kral was about to kill uh, Sulu. Sulu, yeah. And she says, stop, I'll, I'll let you have it. Yeah. Now, with the greatest respect, if you're a Starfleet officer... (laughs) <laughs> yes i'm gonna go all trekkie you're a starfleet officer and your captain tells you to do something
0: see it to the and end
1: humanity may depend on it oh well maybe not humanity because oh, to be fair we don't know what this thing was for at this point, point in the exactly. movie. sure but what? if your captain tells you to do something you do it and she caved she caved like 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 a like one of those little troll keychains that you get it was it was <laughs> It was a little bit pathetic, yeah, um, and a little predictable. And start. It is one of those cliche scenes, isn't it? Yeah. You
0: know, it's just like I'm going to kill this person if you don't tell me where this thing is. And no, no, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Yeah, here it is. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so it's a it's a weapon that is bad for bad. We don't know where it's come from, why it is doing what it's doing. Um, but then ultimately, um, we have Scotty. Now we go back to Scotty and um, Jayla takes him back to her home and this home turns out to be a another US
1: the USS Franklin Franklin
0: ship so basically this is a ship that disappeared over a hundred years ago um, and it's like ended up on this planet so this is the thing that she needed help fixing and um, so Scotty's trying to help her get it back up and running uh, they eventually do um, so then they can start getting the uh, teleportation working and they rescue um, bones and Spock from where they are on the planet. And um, Kurt comes back, so we check off. So they're all kind of together in the ship now. So we have the core of the crew back onto the ship, and now they're like, right, we need to rescue everybody else and stop um, Kral. Uh, so then, uh, Kral, so basically, they go on the rescue mission. Obviously, they manage to get everybody out. Um, Kral escapes and he flees with all his ships because um, they're going to go attack Yorktown with his Doomsday weapon. Um, so the ship is, uh, so they manage to get the ship up and running. Um, they take a dive off the edge, and that cliche moment ship disappears oh no it's all good i'll take that that. i'll take for a ship that's that (laughs) i i I was
1: i was like actually the way this movies going, the ship might crash um and they might just have to go okay
0: back to square one um so then they're they're chasing after groll and obviously they've got all these sort of bees is what they call the ships Mm. now we said that the bees kind of work on this um sort of like um synced um they said I think they said telepathy, I think even it didn't they? Where they're all working together in a stream, so they need to disrupt that. So they need to find a frequency that's gonna disrupt that. Um and they work out that a radio frequency is gonna be the best thing and they need to put something through it. So they're gonna put music through it.
1: And I gotta say, in order to do it they had to beam um Spock on there and because he's injured he insists someone goes with him. <laughs>
0: yes. So
1: it's Bones, which leads for me one of the funniest scenes in the yeah. movie. Because
0: where... again, the captain's going to do it all himself, right? So yeah. he's going to beam across one of the other ships and then um, Spock's like, no, it's logical. I was one of these ships earlier. It makes more sense. But then is like, but you're injured. And he's like, well, there's somebody else who knows the ship just as well and who can attend to me if needed. My medical condition. And Moses is like, you want me to do what? That <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, they get on the teleportation device and then he delivers the line Damn, I'm it. A, damn it, Jim,
1: I'm a doctor, not a flight. And, and then that's the last thing you hear. That was
0: great. That, that was a really funny scene. That was really good. <laughs> um, And then, um, so what did the, the music that selected, Um, because um, Jayla, she has, she found the music system on the old ship, which she used to listen to. And they um, go and play classical music, which is uh, the Beastie Boys' Sabotage. No now that explains why that music was in the trailer absolutely and it it was actually the way it's delivered in the film it actually really worked it was Um, brilliant I think
1: for me there was a moment in that movie and I realised that that is my that is the poster
0: (laughs) that should have been the poster that is the
1: screenshot for my iPad that will be in the background there's a brilliant moment with the swarm and because they've tapped into the frequency they're able to destroy them Mm -hmm. and shoot at them And they were able to give the frequency to the guns and cannons that defend the York... York, York, uh, York, Yorktown, yeah. And they were able to play it as well. And there's a brilliant moment with the ship. Interestingly enough, because of the distance um, of the ship, you... In the trailer, you would not know that that's not the Enterprise
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, So it's
1: actually the Franklin that gets to make that badass move yeah, through yeah. the swarm, destroying it. Yeah. And that, you know, that, the movie is picking up pace. Yeah. You know that was, you're, that was a you're very for entertaining a brilliant finale. Yeah.
0: Um, but again, obviously, um, Krull escapes um, and he he get, manages to get into the uh, to Yorktown. Um, and at this point, he sort of crash lands. They land. They write, now we need to go chase him. We need to find him. Now, the thing about Krull is he has found a way to prolong life. So in the scene with Aura, he basically, he drains the energy, life out of people. Yeah. And you see them basically, the screens he's almost, almost like corpses. Mm. And he becomes younger. So you actually see a transformation of him throughout the film. And he actually becomes more human looking. Um, so it's sort of like the head gets smaller, um, the teeth get more um, human-like. So his speech improves through it and stuff like that. And um, I guess yes, there's a scene in the ship um, where they're like, right, we need to find him. And it clicked. For me, straight away when they walk past some CCTV or some footage from the old ship. It was like CCTV recording. And Aurora goes back and keeps rewinding, keeps rewinding, keeps rewinding. Zooms in and I find Idris Elba in human form. He was the captain of the Franklin. So he was the one who went down with that ship and they replaced like a captain's log. Um, and basically they ended up on the ship. It was like him and two or three other people left. Starfleet didn't find him didn't come rescue him and basically we're talking like hundreds of years here right so with this technology that he's found to keep himself alive he has gone crazy and basically he wants to destroy Starfleet and kill everyone everything associated with it because of what they did to him and I
1: think it was called Captain Edison I'm sorry I've actually forgotten it from the movie, but I think it's Captain Edison and for me it was good to see Idris Elba looking like Idris Elba it was interesting to have him covered up yeah so there are some critics that might pull that out although i know the critics mm-hmm. happen to love the movie at the but moment But they, they tend but to they... do
0: this with villains at the moment so they did it with um oscar isaacs in apocalypse mm. um you know and they've uh, they seem to if you have like a great actor being a villain they want to kind of cover them up you know so you don't really get to see as much acting out of them yeah you know you like. i mean
1: for a large part of the movie he can't his english Is is, his grasp of the the English language is 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 very is there, but and they actually ask him, how do you know our language? And he kind of says, I know know you're kind, and he speaks, and he's clearly got difficulty speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm not gonna slate the movie for having him that. It's just something to be aware of. Uh, You know, in one hand, I'm always always happy and proud of what Idris does. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal actor and uh one i think he's one of the greatest actors of a generation mm-hmm. he keeps on pulling in these performances mm-hmm. and movies and getting into these franchises where he can um you know grow and grow and stretch i think um like i said going back to my own point it is great to see him looking himself mm-hmm. so to speak at the end of the movie just briefly but yeah. even,
0: even to the point where he's reduced as close to him as you can His face is still not his own. You only see that in the recorded footage, the history of Fisher. And essentially,
1: what I think it comes around to is being a brilliant, brilliant twist in the movie. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's human, the fact that he was former Starfleet. Yeah. Is, is genius because uh, the best villains sometimes turn out to be the people you would trust the most. The people yeah. you would least expect yeah. to do something sure. like this. Because you know?
0: he was like supposed to be like a decorated war um, hero and stuff like that. So an actual soldier. Yeah, um, he was so
1: actually, they called him a, a, a Mako, which we'll come back to later on, ties into Enterprise. and we'll, Right, we'll, we'll, okay. We'll, yeah.
0: um, so basically it comes down to a one-on-one uh, with Kirk um he's trying to release the weapon into the york town so like breathing uh air atmosphere so it will kill everybody um ultimately uh he gets sucked out into space with his device killing him kirk almost goes the same way but spock and bones comes to the rescue at the end um to save him from the same fate um and basically the, then the kind of movie wraps up at that point so um kirk who doesn't like a thing make have a thing of his birthday they throw him a, a a surprise birthday party. Everyone's chilled. Everyone's having drinks. Um, we get to see that um, Jailer is admitted to the academy. So Kurt pulls some strings. Um, he turns the job, the vice-admiral job down. He's like, it doesn't involve flying, does it? He's like, where's the fun in that? Um, Spock, we find, you know, he's going to be staying as well. He realises that Jim can't do it without him. And when, when he rescues Jim, he actually says, how could I ever do this without you? You kind of see him in the face there. He realises, he has that look with bones. He's like... Yeah, you really yep. can't do it without you. Um, I think the one thing that maybe disappointed me a little bit about this film was I didn't feel the chemistry as much between Kirk and Spock. Yeah, as the other films because they don't have, actually have a lot of screen time together. No. you you see more with Kirk and Chekhov and Bones and Spock and. I did that, you feel you missed that? Or did I you think, think it was there was, chemistry. Better, there was a different chemistry. There was
1: chemistry. Strange chemistry going on everywhere. There was a sense to me that. One or two characters just, one or two people just seemed a little lost in the movie as mm-hmm. to where their place was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anton Yelchin, by an unusual coincidence, had more scenes than he's had in the other movies.
0: Yeah, until uh, they meet up as a group, then he yeah. kind of disappears into the background. Yeah,
1: again, Zoe, right? Zoe uh, Saldana, 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 uh, Saldana has um, so for me lower she, scenes, and yeah. I, I know you think she was a damsel. She, I think she had some badass bad yeah, scenes. She had a couple disappear. of badass
0: scenes, but then again, she turned into this damsel in distress. Yeah. And then again, when they meet up, up to the point where they leave the planet, the rest of the crew really don't do much. Yeah, um, It's like Bones and Spock and Kirk, and that's kind of it. yeah, And that's kind of disappointing. Um, but there is... there's So before I go on to the final scene, one of the uh, one of the really nice scenes that we had was um, Krull is um, going in a spaceship, he's heading towards direction, and Bones and Spock are chasing after him in the same kind of alien ship, and the Enterprise... Comes to intersect. Now this was a really great scene, and basically it does this great turn underneath um, Yorktown, sort of like it's like tunnels and under the water kind of thing, and it bursts through the water to allow the ship to kind of crash into it. Now I, I it. might I might have to and, go back
1: to my whole physics kind of like reading to do this. So basically, Yorktown is built on inverse gravity technology. That's right. The theory all that, these different spirals, so yeah. you'll be
0: on one part and you'll look up and see the other street upside down so imagine
1: like the right. world and obviously we're on the outside mm-hmm. of the world looking out at space yorktown has mm-hmm. been the principle of inverted, inverted gravity yeah. so basically the gravity is the strongest point in the middle mm-hmm. and they use some form of anti-graviton power which means that everybody is inside looking in yeah which is why you can have like a building instead of being like that, that down there right, and a yeah. building down there and it makes for a very intre- it makes for a fantastic battle because yeah. if someone's coming from that direction, you can come from their turn yeah. and stop them. It's the, it's the most spe- it's the I would say it's actually the mo- the second most spectacular part of the scene because yeah. I actually of the film because I think the 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 swarm battle is is such a big and it goes on for quite a while. That, yeah, as well. it's, so it's, it's prolonged and um, it kind of brings me to. Um, the the fact that I admire that the writers are doing bold things like this mm-hmm. these are things that they just didn't have the technology to do mm-hmm. in the um in the let's say the old original yeah. series yeah. movies yeah. Uh, so you know the space stations were you know in space they were huge space docks they man they, they I mean this was there's no outside field. They, yeah that, really. you know yeah. they they were able to just pack loads of people in um and there was a true feeling of, what, despite the fact that it's CG, there was a true feeling of that they had loads of extras. Yeah, they they yeah, had yeah. so many people yeah. in this movie actually mm-hmm. filling the screen in the background yeah. to actually make it like one giant,
0: yeah.
1: we'll say city. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, not, it's, it's, it's not a city planet. Space. I yeah. mean, it looked like a planet from a distance, yeah. but it's a, it, it, you know, what small sized moon because yeah, that's yeah, how big yeah, Star yeah, Trek is, can yeah. be sometimes.
0: Um, and then we go to so probably the most impactful um Scene of the film where spock receives the possessions of um, ambassador spock and he opens up um, this thing and there's a photo in it and the photo is of spock with the entire original cast in their red uniforms on the deck of the enterprise shatner gets his cameo <laughs> and it's a very very touching scene yeah um, it's I know you really felt emotional at that point as well me not even being a trekking I was like that, that's such a nice touch um, in the credits, it does pause midway credits and say in the memory of Lena Headey and for Anton. They don't even say his surname because his family, yeah. right? And um, so you know there were some real nice dedications there. But that scene was—I think—I think very, I did, yeah, very, yeah, they're, very they're emotional, good emotional pull. I mean, it—it it, it kind of dawned on me while while looking at that
1: uh, picture because it, it had Aurora yeah, Bones. It had that, Scotty, that only all three of, of those four of those actors in that picture are still with us. Uh, right, you George yeah. Takei. I uh, got Walter Coonin. Michelle yeah. Nichols and William Shatner, yeah. uh, but James Dugan, DeForest Kelly and uh, Leonard Nimoy Le are no longer with, with us, that's right. and um, and and the world is um is for it. And yeah. so it was a huge, it was, it, a huge was, it, was to pay. it was it was always going to be tricky to do it, but mm-hmm. they did it. They did it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah I got to say they did it brilliantly to to with that, that moment, really, really and 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 it was a brilliant way to close what I I'm now going to say Act Two. Of the, of, of the movie right? Um, okay. it, you know it, it really does have a shaky start but yeah. it kind of comes through. it still has its niggles and its flaws mm-hmm. and I think as uh, and most Star Trek fans will just say oh, I'm going to allow it I'm going to yeah. just just go along with it mm-hmm. sometimes with a movie you just have to just submit to the irrationality of yeah. certain decisions you start and I, I,
0: you know some of the CG in some scenes were a little bit ropey there's some scenes where there's like gas used and it looks very fake on screen mm. um, there's a fight where, it, where they're Fighting against the anti gravity towards the end, um, Kirk and um, um, Kral and the characters are like floating in space and they look very cartoonish. I did say when we came uh, out, thank like God
1: that. we actually didn't see it in 3D. Yeah. I think if I'd seen that in 3D, I would. Be coming out there with a huge migraine. Yeah, it's, there's some really it's,
0: weird tra- tracking shots, cut shots, very quick pace shots. Sometimes in terms of the action scenes, it would have been quite fun. I mean, I
1: know you know, I know guys that will have an opinion on whether it was shot for 3D or not. Yeah, it seems it that probably. all movies are to a certain extent, it's but not, certain not all extent. movies are, be- are better. But for they're not it. filmed
0: with the right technology. Yeah. so you don't get the depth of 3D. That you Especially would, with, with that right much, cameras.
1: with that much computer generation in the background and yeah. the foreground, it um, kind of would have. Yeah. You know and then the movie
0: would, ties up with the ent- the new ship being built. Um, sort of like a time lapse video is done um, so they see the ship being built speeds up, it's completed goes off and... NCC1701-A there you go, this is why we have him here <laughs> um, so yeah, overall um, I quite enjoyed the movie, um, it did drag in some parts I think a little bit uh, for me I, I probably wanted a little bit more humour from a Star Trek yeah. movie because I think the first film, I really enjoyed the first the reboot of the franchise, the second one I enjoyed this more than the last one um, but I would have liked a little bit more humour for it. Scotty was a bit of a letdown for me in a character. because normally, uh, you know, I find him quite funny. There wasn't really any, you know, comic lines from him. Mm. But for me, the best thing in this was Carl Urban. You know, as Bones. You know, he he hams it up, but he does it so brilliantly that it's just like, you know, he's great in every scene. um I think the the jailer character. There could have been some more depth to her. So you get a little bit of understanding of where she's from, but. Again, you know, once they get back on the ship, she's kind of irrelevant again until yeah. the end. She may be coming back in future ones, um, because she's admitted to the academy, but we'll see. But um, I think for me, overall, I'll probably give it um, because of those really nice moments, um, especially the respects to the um, what's come before it. I'll probably give it about seven out of ten. So, what about yourself?
1: For me, um. I was disappointed with the style of the movie for mm-hmm. it rescued itself at the end with some brilliant action sequences. Mm-hmm. For me, they're also Easter eggs uh, once you find out yeah. that uh, Idris Elba's character was a former Starfleet captain and mm-hmm. that he was part of Mako, which is the military uh, part of Starfleet. Right. That ties into Enterprise and the whole of the uh, season three, season four of Enterprise and them trying to fight the Zindi who were the uh, alien race that tried to uh, destroy Earth in the TV mm-hmm. series. Now, that should have been clearer in the movie. There right, are a yeah. lot of people. So, I mean, that I, are, I, I, it's nothing I would have yeah, picked up on. You, you, pick,
0: you barely picked up on it being a Trekkie, right? Yeah. Because it was mentioned so quickly. It was
1: mentioned so quickly and you realise that the USS Franklin looked... In the style of the Enterprise NX-01, yeah. uh, the one that was captained by Captain Archer. Uh, but all in all, great movie. Um, I'm concerned by the things that I've read online regarding the fact that people like Zachary Quinto had to be convinced, and so did John show to do another one. Uh, Chris Pine and uh, Zachary Quinto, apparently, when they signed up, have clauses to possibly do a fourth. Right, they have okay. to come back and do a fourth. They really yeah. do um it'll be perfect to come out in uh 2018 mm-hmm. um and at that point you'll have had the new tv series that's right yeah. for me i'm gonna give it a seven seven and a
0: half yeah seven <laughs> and a
1: half out of 10 i yeah. think the tributes did it for me as well yeah. um and on one last point um we talked about anti let some time pass, but I do believe he should be recast at some point. I think it would be yeah. a disservice to they've, the actor. They've, to, taught, to, yeah, to they've talked. Yeah, they've talked at the
0: moment that um, they haven't had discussions about yeah. recasting the character. Um, you know, my question to Richard at the end was, you know, um, you know, I loved him in that role, and you know, why can we just have another character do that role? And you made a very good point. Well, if any of the other actors passed, like Chris Pine or Zachary Quinto, you know, touch with God forbid, um, they would recast. And it's a a very good point, Mm. to be honest. And at what point do you draw the line? So, yeah, you know, maybe they don't have the character in the next one. Maybe it's a bit too soon. But if again, if they go on further, maybe they do. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, but that's it. Thank you very much for watching. That was our spoiler review of Star Trek Beyond. Um, If you enjoyed the video, and you know what? Even if you didn't, hit the subscribe button below. Uh, Please share the video with everybody you know. And um, we'll be back soon with another spoiler review. Thanks very much for watching.